the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Terrace here with another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me, as always, my buddy, my cousin, Power, the man, the plan, the one and only, the one and only, John Malika. And with, and with us, as always, today, as usual, the one and only, the Rock the Foundation himself, video producer Greg. We are back, gentlemen, to talk about the New York Jets. Not in the we playoffs. Thought, not in the playoffs. <laughs> we have to not watch the AC. Not, not the AC. <laughs> not, not, uh, we have to watch Danny Dimes go off. Shout out to, shout out to Danny Dimes. He was balling. Man, yeah. was, as John was saying, he is like Michael Vick, the way he was playing that day. Um, so shout out to the Giants for doing a good job for all you Giants listeners. There are some fans of the Giants that do tune into the Jets episodes. So respect, respect to you guys that tune in. Respect. Um, look. The thing happened that we thought wasn't going to happen. Michael Floor got canned. <laughs> Someone had to pay. Someone had to pay for for the Jets not making the eight seed for losing six in a row. It couldn't have been Zach Wilson, but we had he, did, he paid. He, he paid for it. <laughs> he got benched twice for merit, <laughs> not one but two times. <laughs> yeah, for literal merit. I mean, he the, he said that for Chris Trevler and Joe Flacco this year, and Mike White. I mean, yeah, at least Mike, Mike White was like a thing. Flacco <laughs> <Joe Blanco laughs> and Strebler is tough. It was a too tough player. The, he, he got what was coming to him. Will he bounce back? He got benched for Strebler. Will he? It wasn't just back? Michael Floor. The entire offensive staff is gone. So the question is, I mean, we already alluded to it. There's, there's no, there's no reason to go into pleasantries here. There's nothing pleasant. About being a Jets fan right now. If you're tuning in, you're pissed off we're not in the wild card game. You're pissed off we're talking Giants playoffs. You're pissed off that the Bills and the Dolphins played well yesterday. The whole game, I'm thinking this could have been me. This was the game I was going to. This was supposed to be Jets Bills. It was nice out in Buffalo. It was nice out in Orchard Park in freaking January. I'm so mad that that was not my playoff game. <laughs> All right. That's where we are right now. We have a clean slate though. We'll talk about how great the defense is and the all pros at the end of this episode, or we'll get to talk positive and, and, and you know, kind of end on a nice note. But the reality is we have a clean slate on offense. We have no offensive coaches in the building. We have no quarterback in the building. We have a offensive lineman <laughs> named Elijah Barrett Tucker, who is coming back. Hopefully we have Beckton. Hopefully he's coming back too. That's about it. On the offensive line, we have a couple of offensive rookie of the years, or if that makes sense or not. <laughs> That's Brees Hall because he was injured. He's going to be coming back. We have Garrett Wilson. We have a nice, and we have Elijah Moore who puts in work here and there when he feels like it, I guess, <laughs> or when Zach Wilson's not the quarterback. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And we got, we got some nice people playing tight end. We got, so we got, we got a couple of nice tight ends. That's about it. It's a clean slate. There's no money on the books. <laughs> There's nothing. It's Greg. a good time, man. Good Greg, time. you haven't. We we didn't do any pleasantries. There's nothing pleasant about this. Well, you got the keys, man. You got the keys. 
I do, I guess, in this scenario. I would love to actually have the keys, but uh, but for right now on the podcast, I have the keys. Look, we need an offensive coordinator. It's from the top down, right? We have the GM. We have the head coach. The next rung is offensive coordinator. The offensive coordinator's job is to get this team winning in 2023 and 2024. It's that simple. It's not to develop Zach Wilson. It's not to bring along people and help them get ready to play. <laughs> it's to win games and have a competent offense next season. That's what position coaches are for. Quarterback position coach can help with Zach Wilson. The offensive line coach that we bring in can fix, hopefully fix this offensive line. The offensive coordinator is to bring in his guys in the coaching staff, hopefully have a say in who we pick up in the offseason or who we draft, because hopefully we're drafting on offense. The defense, we need a couple people, but the defense for the majority looks pretty strong if we can retain who we need to retain. And then it's just to win with a competent offense and not win 17 to six games <laughs> to actually be able to score points with this offense. Cause it, like you said, once Brees Hall gets back and healthy, I don't know when that will be next season. I don't think he'll be ready for the beginning of the season. We have a lot of weapons to work with. We have a couple receivers. We have a couple tight ends. Well, we have a running back. So now it's just about getting these guys together I honestly, I just think it was too, it was too much for Mike LaFleur to handle. He's a young coordinator. He's coming in with a young coach. He's coming in with a young coaching staff on offense, defense, and the head coach. He's coming in with a relatively young general manager too. And he, he's the guy with that, you know, I don't want to curse on YouTube, but you know, stuff rolls downhill and that's <laughs> where it ended with Mike LaFleur. It sucks because you can't get rid of Zach Wilson. You could blame Zach Wilson. But we have to start fresh to your point. So where do we start fresh? We start fresh with OC, who that will be. I'm interested in what you guys have to say. I think there's a lot of interesting people out there. Um, the name that I saw today that was really bubbling up that I don't think will happen, but I want to hear what you guys think, is the Georgia OC. Oh, I mean, we're going to college things. now. We're go- we're going to be st- we're start- starting to bring college guys back up through the ranks. It's like going. Uh, he was he was he was an OC. He was an OC at Tampa Bay. He was an OC in Cleveland. Not historically great offensive teams, but he's been throughout the NFL. I'm, I'm blanking on his name right now. Nothing circles the wagons like Todd Monken to the Jets. Yeah. Oh my God. He was, in the, hunt, he was we... in the hunt with Adam Gase when we were hiring Adam Gase. No. He was out of Iowa State. No. Oh my God. You're, you're telling me the resume right now, and I'm like, and no, just no, 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 no. Well, no, the no. resume right now is 30, 32 and three over the last three seasons or whatever with Georgia, two national titles. It's reigning back to back champions. My guy. With a 30 year old quarterback. My guy. <laughs> with with an did, old quarterback. Let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. How did Cliff Kingsbury do coming from college? <laughs> yeah, Cliff Kingsbury was like 8, how eight did, with Texas Tech. How did though. Jim <laughs> Kelly do coming from college? Yeah, I agree. It happens. It works sometimes. It doesn't work other times. He's a guy that, like I said, he's hot in the streets because Should we go to last year's head coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Should we really ask True. Urban Meyer how that went? True. Urban Meyer had a great college career, <laughs> stellar resume. Bad guy, but a stellar resume. I'm going to throw up with that name even coming up. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. So I, I do think it's a little bit of a roll of a dice. He's the highest paid coordinator in college. He's the most winning team in you college. You want to know who else came from the college ranks and stunk? Who? A- Adam Gase. 
<laughs> yeah. But there's a lot there's a lot of people I don't know like off the top of my head looking at it. I'm sure there's a lot of coaches right now <laughs> who are college coaches and they're completely fine. For sure. So there's good and bad for sure. <laughs> I just don't know if this is a type I don't know if this is I don't know if this is the time to do that experiment. <laughs> to roll the dice. I agree. If you're starting fresh like we were with Adam Gase, it's like okay, let's go with a co- the a stud college coordinator and see if that can translate to the NFL. The good thing is that he runs like a little bit of a pro system. To your point, Alex, you're talking about like CJ Stroud up in Ohio State. Yeah. A lot of these high end schools, they run, you know, West Coast or NFL ready, pro style, whatever you want to call it. NFL, you know, scheme in their offense. Their offense seemed they had great tight ends, so they utilize the tight ends. We have great tight ends, so we can utilize the tight ends. He takes shots. If you know Jameis Winston early in Jameis's career, he takes shots. So it's that that explosive plays we have heard from Robert Sala and Joe Douglas and his coaching staff over the last two or three years talk about. We need explosive plays. We need explosive plays downfield. He's a guy that calls them. He's a guy that dials it up, you know, whatever football terms you want to use. It's an interesting name. And like I said, it's just hot on the streets. There's reports today about it. He's he's interviewing with a bunch of teams, Mm -hmm. but the Jets are one of them. So I thought that was interesting to throw out there. I don't know if you guys have more about it. But the other name that I saw that I was leaning more towards, I kind of like. There's no name out there that I really love, but I saw Frank Reich. And honestly, I don't hate Frank Reich as an OC. He's He's been in the NFL before. He's had some success as a head coach. He's also had some failures with, you know, Matt Ryan at whatever he is, 30-something years old. So I get that, you know, he didn't really end on a great note with Indy. But... Neither Jeff Saturday, but that's another story. Yeah, exactly. He got Philip. He got Philip Rivers at on his last year to the playoffs. You know, he the offense looked good when Andrew Luck was there for sure. Um. So yeah, like I said, I think there's just been there's a there's a few different names. Nothing stands out to me. It's kind of like the quarterback position. Position. There's nothing that I think is a realistic option that like wows Mark me. Jackson, baby, let's go. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know. I yeah. just don't know how realistic it is. Yeah, let's stay. Let's let's stay with the OC. And the reason why I want to stay with the OC, John, before I kick it to you, is because I think the OC is going to have a big hand in who we go after. As exactly. Uh, yeah. So, so Alex, the Greg threw out a couple names off his wish list so far. The 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 OCs that we've interviewed. Or the or plan to interview or yeah. Daryl Bevel, the, the the passing game coordinator for the Dolphins, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. has history, right? Yeah. We have the tight ends coach for the Patriots, Nick Cayley. Don't understand it. He's a 39 year old who's been with New England since 2015. He's oh, never really? he's never been an OC and never called plays. <sighs> kind of, uh, that that one's a little weird. <clears throat> we have the former Colts OC Marcus Brady. Okay. Uh, that's another guy. Uh, mm-hmm. We have uh, Kevin Petulo, the Eagles' mm-hmm. passing game coordinator, mm-hmm. and that's that's about it. <laughs> um, b- not before, a lot of hot names, my man. Not, not yeah. a lot of hot names. The, the problem with Frank Reich is he is the hot name yeah. around. However, it feels like the hot position or the hot job to take right now is Los Angeles. Yes, and it looks like he's already been rumored to go to the Chargers here. Would Staley uh, fix the offense there? And then, honestly, if they fire Staley, they could just move up Reich. So it's a nice spot for him. For sure. What do you think, Alex, about this OC spot? Which, again, bleeds into quarterback 
position, whether yeah. we like it or not. I mean, let me just say this because I, I just don't, I just know everyone's going to say, well, there's guys that come from college that do say, I'm like, yes, I get that. There's a lot of these guys do come from college and they get to being an offensive coordinator and it's good making that big of a jump, making that big of a risk for a team that's probably going to have a playoff mandate the following season doesn't seem like the recipe for success. They don't say the word playoff mandate. However, Greg mentioned it too, and you just alluded to it. It, it, Whoever the OC that comes in here, it's a one, it's a one year plan. You're you're on a one year plan, dude. Yeah. And so that type of risk, I think you just got to stick in the NFL for anyone that's close now. Passing coordinators, anyone that's worked with a quarterback, that sounds good to me. Uh, but tight end coach from New England who hasn't called a play? What are we doing? And who had Gronk for like 10 years? Like, how much coaching do you really need to give <laughs> Gronk? It's like, dude, just go down the field and catch the ball. Like, you're Gronk. Like, I don't know. And, and can we, can we also just stop go going to the Belichick tree? Can we just stop? Can we, can yeah. we just please stop going to that tree? Like, that, 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 that interview just feels like, Joe Douglas wants to speak to somebody on the staff of New England, kind of feel what they have to say about it, especially someone who's been there since 2015. Kind of like the Panthers asked to interview our DB coach. Like, uh, they're yeah. not going to hire our DB coach to be their co- head coach. They just, they just don't know what's up. <laughs> they just want to know, you know, they love the Jets. They got their old, they got Jace Horn over there. They're like, oh, what's going on over there? What, what, what do you, what would you do with these, on these defensive backs? You know what I mean? Right. We just got cooking. Maybe we'll, <laughs> they have someone to sell to us. I feel like those conversations happen behind closed doors. Yeah, for sure. So no, no. And, uh, it's, I don't know, man. It's to me, the options don't. Really, any offensive coordinator that you get, you're hoping that you get a competent quarterback that can mask some of the play calling deficiencies. And this is partially the reason why I didn't think it made sense to get rid of Michael Four because now you're looking for somebody where there's not a good market, in my opinion. And I think you guys can agree on that as well. It's not a good market for an offensive coordinator. At least you could say with Michael Ford, he was learning. If it was a second year. Maybe he could have learned something from this season for a third year. Could have then been established to some degree. Now we're starting back from square one with somebody who you hope has some innovative play calling to help this team around and has the ability to either reach Mike White, Zach Wilson, or can just, like I said, get masked by whatever quarterback comes in here. Because those are the options. That's what it's looking right, like right now. Like the quarterback situation too is not a lock that we're going to get. Like I, I say Lamar Jackson, that's, I know these are pipe trees. We're seeing deleted tweets between him and, and, uh, Mikai Becton saying, you ready? Just trying to like stir the pot and all that type of stuff today. So it's who are we going to get that actually is going to help this team from the quarterback standpoint as well? It's confusing. It's really. <laughs> It's tough to narrow down, Alex, too, because like with the head coach, with the head coach opening, you kind of look around the league at coordinators and you're like, okay, from the 64 coordinators in the NFL, maybe a couple head coaches in college, who are we going to, you know, bring in to fill this head coaching vacancy? Or a couple guys that are sitting on the sidelines out for the year, a la like Sean Payton and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Then when you're talking about an OC, you literally could get, 
a passing game coordinator. You could get uh, the wide receivers yes. coach from you know Detroit or Green Bay or San Francisco. Like you, just, you could you could pull from so many different places. You could get OCs from all over college because it's not the same thing as a head coaching position. Yes, it's a major coaching job for an organization. Yes, you're in charge of the whole offense. Yes, you're in charge of installing your offense that's going to be brand new to this whole entire team and winning right away. But it's it, it's a, it's a much different. Cool. Like you could get an offensive line coach from some other team and just be like, hey, he's our OC this year or a wide receiver coach, passing game coordinator, whatever it might be. And to John's point, we have other coaching positions to fill. So you can call around to the tight ends coach of New England and say, like, hey, you know, if we bring you over as the OC, do you have an O-line coach and a wide receiver coach to come with you? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I could bring over this guy and this guy and we could figure it out like. Or there's some, there's some things to that. Or do you want a promotion? Do you want to be, you know, the QB coach here? You know right. what I mean? Or, or and and maybe have a path because it's an empty staff. You know, I don't know if the Jets are really going to be in the business of, you know, individually picking staff members for the OC, but maybe they just want to see what's up and kind of give hints. You know, the Jets definitely like to give hints on who they want you to hire. You know, yeah. like Gase, they made them hire uh, the the defensive coordinator with him. That that was a a stipulation, you know what yep. I mean? So we're biting, we're kind of like going around the question here because we don't, we don't know the answer. We, but we do know that it's connected to the quarterback. So there's also Olsen, right? Greg Olsen, not the tight, not the tight end, uh, but the offensive coordinator that's was with Derek Carr in Oakland when they were yep. in Oakland with the Raiders. Now he's on McVay's staff. McVay's coming back. Mm-hmm. He interviewed for us. It's going to be interesting, man. I guess it just bleeds. We don't. There's no. There's no definitive answer. Well, the only thing that I thought was interesting from Coach Salah was we're not committed to the stretch, which was the West Coast offense that Lafleur liked to run, which is perfect. It's not like we have uh, an offense that's that's right for it, dude. We're cutting Barrios. We only have more. It's just Garrett Wilson, and it's we have we need a power offense. Like imagine Barrett Tucker, and Beckton, and Brees Hall, and and Donovan Knight. In a power offense, you know what I'm trying to say. So I, I, I think I think that's where uh, this team is headed. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs, so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. And it bleeds into quarterback. So Lamar Jackson is a pipe dream. We don't know when or how that's going to resolve itself. Yeah, I think the most, sorry not to cut you off there, John, but the most, the most, the thing we should look at next for them, right, is obviously they sign a long-term deal, they sign a long-term deal, it's over. 
Then there's the franchise tag, which I have us around franchise tag, franchise tag. And there's two different types of franchise tag, right? There's the exclusive, which is it's their franchise tag. They're paying him top dollar. They're keeping him. Or there's another term out there for another non-exclusive. Yeah, right. Exactly. So it's, I, was, I wasn't sure if that was, it was that simple, but it is that <laughs> simple. It's non-exclusive. And other, you could talk to other teams. If you do end up signing a, a comparable deal with another team, the other team has to pay up. Two first round picks. Two first round picks. I'll take that all day. I think any team will take that all day. But that's what I say sitting here in upstate New York thinking about it. I don't know what other teams are thinking because it seems like the Baltimore Ravens aren't quick to sign them to a long-term deal with worth a lot of money. So I don't know what the sentiment is around the NFL. I don't know if they look at it and say, like, dude, your stats have gone down every season. You're injured every season. You're in your mid, your mid to late twenties now. You know, we don't see paying you $400 million guaranteeing, you know, $40 million a year over the next, whatever it is, eight years, 10 years, whatever that contract would be. So I think it's really interesting to see what the Ravens do next with this because if they, if they not exclusive tag them, that's our, that's our way in. That's when the pipe dream goes from a 10% shot to like a 20% shot. And it's like, okay, maybe there is some momentum here we can build on with all the stuff you're seeing on Twitter. Day in and day out. Yeah, for sure. And I think, what do you have to offer? Like, what does Baltimore have to offer Lamar right now outside of Mark Andrews, right? Like being his top, top option. Where if you come to the Jets, you could offer, Hey, look, you're going to have Brees Hall when he comes back. Um, you got Bam Knight. We got, you know, we also have, uh, why am I, why am I? We got Wilson. We got Elijah Moore. We got Tower Conklin. You know, we got, we got, we got all these weapons on the offensive side, you know, CJ Uzama as well. If our offensive line is healthy, you come here, we're competing. Like you're in the same draft. We're talking about him, Josh Allen, same draft class. You're competing at that point. So I don't see, I think for him, it's more enticing than it actually sounds than just staying in Baltimore. The question is, does Baltimore have a clear path to actually continue to build something around him with paying him that much money? That's the question. I don't really think I don't. I think the Jets, <laughs> I think the Jets do. I think for right now, if you're looking for the Jets saying, Hey, for these, for the short window, let's say at minimum, we give two first round picks this yeah. year, and next year at minimum and nothing else. And yeah. we give him $200 million. So 50 million on the cap this year. I think Woody Johnson would be that guy to pay over the luxury tax if it means. Well, there's no, well, there's no that's baseball. I mean, we we have a cap here. Yeah, it just there's it no, just there's no, there's no, ta- there's no tax people. if you go over the cap, or you have to stay at the cap. No, you're you know, there's, it's not like NBA where you could mm-hmm. lie. You know, yeah. it's just hard. It's a cap. hard cap. It's a hard cap. I knew it was a hard cap. I didn't know if there was any tax or anything like that. Yeah. Okay. So if My that's thing- the case, if that's the case, then yeah, I could see that it's difficult to build. And, and you got to pay Q will. Yeah. My whole thing too is with Joe Douglas. Like it's like Joe Douglas has told us from the beginning, we don't pay, we don't set the market, we don't pay top dollar. But he won't and, set the market, even if he pays what he wants. He's still gonna be like number eight. You yeah. know what I'm trying to say? That's the. And then by the well, time the first round picks though is that's the thing because that's that's a lot. That's the issue here, man. That for me, like that's where it all stems because if you pay him that much money, and especially in two years, he's gonna be like the 15th top quarterback in the league you know what i'm saying i i think they they know that it's the two first round picks that i just don't think we're gonna suck 
with Lamar Jackson without two fresh, uh, and I think it would be even more. But I think we'd suck without it. You know what I mean? We were, uh, that that's what I'm worried about. So if there's no Lamar Jackson. I feel like it opens up the offensive coordinator stuff. Let's not even talk about the other pipe dream, which is Aaron Rodgers. Legit pipe dream. Yeah, I thought I saw something where he was saying he doesn't want to go. He wants to go to a contender. He doesn't want to go to a rebuilding team. I don't know if we're necessarily a rebuilding team right now. I don't feel like we're like a well, legit contender. Like that I was think- that was off the Pat McAfee show. He showed up on he showed up today on his annual on his weekly spot, and he well, said that they were asking about the Packers, and so he said without saying too much, he was kind of going into how if they want to go into a rebuild, and no team wants to admit they're ever in a rebuild. He literally right. said that I'm not staying here. Like, I have to find another destination if I still want to play football. You know, he was leaving all up to the table, but he's like, I'm not, if they're, st- if they're starting love, I'm not going to be here. That's basically what he said. Uh, I think we are a contender. Top five defense, he'd bring his guy, but he also talked about bringing his guys, which was interesting. You know, just while around the Aaron Rodgers front, he talked about Bakhtari, talked about Bobby Tanyan, he talked about Lazard, uh, Randall Cobb. Like, he just, he mentioned some guys that he, he, he wants around. Uh, Which, are they all are they all up for contracts? I know that Lazard and Cobb are. I don't know if Bakhtiari is, but he has a weird thing with injuries. Over I think he's going to be cut. I think he's going to be cut. Yeah, and then I don't know about Bobby Tanya. I think I think off the top of my head, I think he's a free agent. I haven't checked that though. Yeah, but sure. then also too, like the coaching staff, like you, you have always talked about. I mean, we have the little floor, the floor connection. So well, he hates the floor, so he's gone. So that that leaves me with another guy. Hackett is still around, and nobody's mentioned Nathaniel Hackett. And Hackett was with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Yeah, he he's out in Denver, so what's he up to? Nice mm-hmm. guy who goes from head coach, you know, down to offensive coordinator. Another guy, how about Matt Nagy? Maybe not the best head coach, but pretty good offensive coordinator. That'd be a solid <laughs> option. That's a point understatement that he's not a great head coach. He wasn't <laughs> the best head coach. Yeah, he wasn't the best head coach. But I mean, neither was Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, no, it's true. That's true. <laughs> that was Matt Nagy so, got him to the playoffs. Some guys yeah, are coaches, man. <laughs> it's so much more, Alex. I say it all the time. I really do believe it. It's so much more than people realize. Actually coaching X's and O's is 5% of being a head coach. Where to your point, John, like a offensive coordinator, I think it's like 70% of your job. So that you bring in Nathaniel Hackett, who's done the OC thing before with Rodgers, seem to have, have an okay relationship. I have, have one qualification. For my off, my next offensive coordinator, get your butt on the damn sidelines. No really, more not coaching, bro. I'm so that is the most high school college nonsense I've ever seen in my life. That's what Todd Monken would do. <laughs> a lot of people do it. A lot of people do. I can see they can see the whole field. That's their whole thing. Yeah, they can see don't the whole you want field. that? No, no, no. Have your staff up there. I want my offensive coordinator on the field talking to the boys. What are you talking yeah. about? Mm. I want, I want, I want, I want a, I want a man. Uh, I, we, uh, we haven't mentioned Gary Kubiak. Maybe I don't, I don't want him as our OC. I hope he comes as like a, a what do they call it? A senior, senior uh, advisor, advisor to the quarterback. Whatever nonsense. Just come chill, dude. Come, yeah. chill, come chill with Zach Wilson. Like a passing game coordinator. There's so many titles. Right senior, no right yeah. senior. They're the front though. Yeah. So like everyone like yeah. reports to you. We'll call it a day. Like I, I need, I need guys. I need no rookies. I need no no offensive coordinator that didn't call plays. And honestly, I mean, listen, because everybody's on a one-year deal here that no one wants a secret one-year deal that no one wants to talk about, if you're going to bring in somebody like Derek Carr and he he wants his boy Olsen, no problem. You know what I mean? I get that. Yeah. 
But don't bring in Olsen and like some and Tannehill. <laughs> like we're gonna win four games. No, 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 no. no Tannehill, no Tannehill. Like we have a hard schedule next year. We, I don't want to get into it, but we are we are playing the NFC East, who has three teams in in the playoffs right now. So yeah, we have a we have three a teams left in the playoffs. No, 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 no. Oh yeah, never mind. I thought for for a second I forgot. I thought the Eagles. I just remember the Eagles are in there because the Eagles oh, yeah. could never beat the Eagles. So it's like they're that's yeah. We're gonna play the Eagles. We're yeah, that's smack. a loss. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. a loss. That's a guaranteed loss. <laughs> and we're playing. We're probably gonna play nine eleven versus the Giants. It's gonna be. We have tough games. Not the Cowboys. The Giants. That would that'd be interesting. Yeah, we're at we're at, in Dallas next year too, and in Vegas. I'll be in Vegas for sure for that game. Um, John, won't yeah. Make so, it back. Huh? and John won't make it back. <laughs> no, no, I'll be back. I'll be back. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that pipe dreams, right? Lamar. We have Aaron Rodgers. We have Derek Carr. Who? Let, let, let me ask you guys this real quick. Just while we're on the note, if you're Derek Carr, we're, mm-hmm. I feel like we're fairly intelligent people. Maybe let's say slightly below average, all of us. I feel like we could. I feel like we could put this together, right? As a slightly below average human beings here. If you're Derek Carr, why, with a full trade clause, would you accept any trade where your contract is getting lower by the year? Not all of it is fully guaranteed, and you're making your team worse. Why on earth would you do that? And instead, just say no to every single trade. You have a full no trade clause. You don't care about the Raiders. You have nothing. You have nothing to give to them. You don't owe them nothing. They're going to give you $6 million to go away. And then you could negotiate a, a, a new brand new contract, team friendly, have your team keep your picks. Dude, uh, he would be the, the biggest idiot. I'm sorry to say the biggest idiot to take a trade to a team that he, if he actually wants to win. If all that crying and his brother stomp, uh, punching stuff and liking tweets and all this stuff about the cars is nonsense. If he accepts a trade, uh, uh, am I off base here? You're not off base. Makes sense. Like why? I know we're dumb. Why, I know we're stupid. Want... We we're not GMs. We haven't played NFL, Alex. Are people going to tell me I can't make it? I can't make a note about the Knicks coaching because I don't know as much basketball as Tibbs. I can't say anything because I, I I've never played offensive lineman, so I can't say anything. Like I'm just thinking as as a, as a slightly below average person. That's what I'm putting it here. Why <laughs> yeah. on earth would Derek Carr t- do that? Why would he take a trade? He shouldn't. Because, like you said, what do you have to trade from? Second rounders, first rounders to go get him. On top of that, you have to take that. Con- then he, his deal starts, as you talk about, to decline. So you're not even going to make the most that you can actually make. Just let them buy you out, man. And then keep that team healthy. Come Go over to that team. Go compete. But do you really want Derek Carr? Would you accept Derek Carr? That's the question. Would you accept Derek Carr as the Jets' starting quarterback? Because not Greg. Greg, you know, I mean, my led second in the league in passing last year. I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. Uh, first in interceptions. Second in the league in passing. <laughs> you don't get that's the stat that I needed to hear you say, John. Second <laughs> in the league in passing. You pass. In interceptions, <sighs> those just bounce weird. You never know. Like, I don't know. Derek Carr or uh, Dak Prescott had a million interceptions this year. Then all of a sudden, he just looks phenomenal in the playoffs. Interceptions so all, are like, weird. Passing playoffs. Those, those are true stats. <laughs> it's like the whole tackles thing. We'll get to that in a little bit. Oh my goodness. I get the tackles only tell you so much of the story. <laughs> I'm just like, we've seen the, the Raiders team just like flop with Derek Carr at the helm. It's not, it's not a guarantee with him. That's just my concern. And we've also seen them strive from being oh, for sure. in the water to playoff bound. That's for sure. That absolutely. But if you're talking about adding 
uh, offensive coordinator, unless it's his guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's the, that's the thing about the Jets. Sometimes they don't get the quarterback's guy, and then it's like this whole shotgun marriage, like mm-hmm. Rex, a la Rex Ryan, John Idzik style, and you're like, why didn't it work? Oh my goodness, how come? I don't know. You're implementing a new system that ne- he never played in, and now we have to watch both teams just try both people try to figure it out. That's my thing. That's just yeah. how that's how it's ran. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm hoping that it's different now with Joe Douglas and Robert Sala that they bring some common sense to this organization because yeah, that's how it's been in the past. I'm hoping it's different moving forward because to this, to your point and to our point, to me, this is a no brainer hand in hand, get the coordinator, get the quarterback at the same time with the same game plan. So you can bring it. Like Does it work like that with timing? That's the issue. Is this? Yeah, but you bring in your OC and it's like, it's like if you bring in an OC and you're like, all right, we're going to go after a sign Lamar Jackson. And he's like, wait, what? I don't want Lamar Jackson. I want Derek Carr. It's like, well, we'll figure that out before we sign the guy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So so I alluded to that fact that that they're going to do that. Yeah. Is this, is this our Kirk Cousins? Remember that? For the Jets, it was like either Sam Darnold. Kirk Cousins, you get that established quarterback to come in. He didn't have that much success down in uh, Washington. Derek you think that's Carr, Lamar? huh? You think that's Lamar or Derek Carr? Derek, Derek Carr. Carr. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, I Derek think Carr so. got paid. Kirk Cousins, the whole problem was that his team was that he didn't get pay paid him. though. But still, you're getting a quarterback to come in here. Like you have uh, a semblance you be of a happy team with that's Kirk ready. Cousins? Would I be happy with Kirk Cousins? Yeah. Would you be Would you be upset with Kirk Cousins? Not necessarily happy. <laughs> would you be upset with Kirk Cousins? 12-win Kirk Cousins. You'd be upset? Something about just having a guaranteed playoff spot to always lose seems miserable. What? Seems a thousand times Did better than never making the playoffs. you just say guaranteed playoff spot? We haven't made the playoffs since we were in college. <laughs> but you go into the playoffs to win, man. I'm not trying to just watch. Oh, okay, guys. Here it comes. Listen, we know it's going to happen. Alex. Kirk Cousins, one in three in the playoffs, baby. Uh, maybe one something bounces the right way. Sauce Gardner gets a pick six. Like, you never know. You got to be in it to win it. I'm going to have to, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to push back here, Alex. Dude, absolutely. Watching, <laughs> I'm watching the playoffs here. And it's just like, I'm laughing at it with my family members because I was screaming that I'm go, I'm wondering whether I'm going to Kansas City or Buffalo for the last like month and a half. And they all laughed at me when the Jets didn't make the playoffs. Uh, and it's not, and I'm staring at this Miami game like, again, it should have been me. It should have been me. Of course I'm going to Kansas City or Buffalo if the Jets make the playoffs. They haven't made it in 10 and a half, in 30 years, I'm it feels saying, like. I'm not so talking Kirk about Cousins, going. Kirk Cousins is going to guarantee me a playoff spot to lose by 55 points? Sign me the hell up. I would love yeah. to lose. The I would love to make the playoffs and lose. Show me. Because Skylar Thompson almost beat the damn Buffalo Bills. So, dude, please guarantee me a playoff spot with anyone. That that and that's really what that's really where we're at here. I mean, we are venting a little bit, trying to figure out where the best case for this OC is, the best case for quarterback. We've talked about the top three, like everybody. One it, name, one name we haven't talked about, John. Before if, if you're about to move on, oh yeah, go ahead. I think is my favorite, and I know you're gonna hate it, but yeah, I, I gotta say, no, I don't know what Jimmy G's up to next season. So I think okay. So, but he, I like I like Jimmy G. It's not anything sexy. It's not anything flashy. But I think he's a little bit better than Tannehill. I take Jimmy G over Derek Carr. 
Yeah, Greg. Derek Carr. Well, first of all, no, I disagree with that. And second of all, Greg, you're signing someone without a foot? Someone who's always injured? Depends how the injury, it depends on oh. how the shakes out. Oh my goodness. If no we sign a quarterback ball. that's injured, he's not even ready by training camp because of his foot surgery. Oh, kill me. Like, literally. Yeah. Now, now we're talking about Streveler, who's back on the practice squad. If Zach Wilson's around, dude, no way. I can't. And, and, I mean, this is my brain talking. I think what's he's going to end up the, in Vegas. made the Super Bowl? The other one hasn't. Garoppolo's going to end up in Vegas, if we're being real about it, with McDaniel. That's my opinion. Yeah, yeah if, he, if he's not healthy, then no, I don't want to do it. But if he is healthy, I think he honestly Prone. is the best one on the list. I agree. Better than Carr? I, I think I'd take Carr with Jimmy G. Like I'm going to take the guy who has the Super Bowl experience, who's been there. We've seen success with him. He's he only can, been there because he had an amazing team, man. You think Brock Purdy? Would you take Brock Purdy? If Tom Brady goes to San Francisco, you trade for Brock Purdy? Look where he is. You want a playoff game? Is that what you're taking? Why not? No. Why not? He's doing great. Because he's not the Super Bowl. I'm saying the Super Bowl. (laughs) He's doing Jimmy G type stuff. It looks like Jimmy G out there. If he makes it to the Super Bowl, you would trade for Brock Purdy. That's all it takes. He's win two more games. You trade for Brock Purdy. He's at least competent, man. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm not trading for Brock Purdy. I don't know, man. If he takes, if he goes to the Super Bowl, I don't know if I'm not trading for Brock Purdy. We oh, have an elite defense, dude. We have an elite defense. We don't have the same weapons that Sam you Burn just has. He's so incompetent. That's all I'm saying. He's got the confidence. He's got the moxie. He's got what whatever has else you Derek want to say. Carr? I look. Derek Carr has done some good. Derek Carr has also done some bad. <laughs> I mean, he has an offensive line, but he's not going to have one here either, which is the issue. Yeah. Again, the rest of the names that I saw today. Uh, for the Tannehill? quarterback stuff, Tom Brady, Brissett, Darnold, Garoppolo, Jackson, Daniel Jones, Baker Mayfield, Geno Smith. Tom How about Brady? Tannehill? Yeah, Tannehill. I, that's just the list that I saw today. Tannehill's, yeah, Tannehill's not cut yet. Somewhere. He's not cut yet. But yeah, as of right now, I think it's... I mean, again, we don't know how any of this is going to shake out. Daniel Jones, I don't think is going anywhere. Baker nope. Mayfield, Geno Smith, I think are options. I don't think so. I think, I think Geno Smith is going to Seattle. Like, yeah, I think I think so too. Lamar Jackson, I don't think he's going anywhere. I personally do think, like again, a pipe dream. Like I said, if somehow it works out, I don't know how it works with non-exclusive tags. If you can, it's restricted free agency. Yeah, but can you trade? How does it work if you don't have a first-round pick? Because you said it before, and I do agree. I think he would choose Miami over the Jets ten times out of ten. Who but they don't have a first round pick, so I don't know if they're not eligible or oh, if it's just too probably the next two future. Yeah, it's probably two more future. I think Miami would take him in a heartbeat. I think he would go back to Florida. Well, I think he would have Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and that offense cooking down to Miami. What I think they could do is sign a regular exclusive franchise tag and then just n- normal negotiate a trade, like a sign in okay. trade. You know, talking, we're talking basketball yeah. terms. That's you have like a sign in trade for a one year contract with a franchise deal. On the other hand, you have a restricted free agency where if one team they have a right to match, if they don't match, they get two first round picks. Right. So you trade like a second this year and then two first in the future years in a sign and trade type thing. Because I can think do anything that, you want. You can do anything. Yeah. Then they, then they could be like, oh, look at what Russell Wilson got. This is Lamar <laughs> Jackson. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they sure. can just do that kind of stuff. True, true. So yeah, I, I like I said, I think I think Lamar is a big pipe dream. So I think so ultimately, who do you see, Greg? Honestly, I see. Uh, it depends on who the OC is going to be. I do see Derek Carr. Yeah, I think it's probably I think it's inevitably Carr. He's probably the most realistic realistic option. I yeah. wouldn't mind. I don't know. Again, there's situations. I've said it before. Taylor Heineke wouldn't hate it. Wouldn't be happy about oh. it. 
Gar okay, how about Minshew. this? Okay. Wouldn't hate it. Wouldn't be happy about it. I like those names. Alex, you, you also think Derek Carr, number one, that's most realistic? I think he's the most realistic. I wouldn't, like, I'll be a fan. Yeah. I'll, I'll jump on the bandwagon like I did for Zach Wilson. And then if he stinks, I'll be like, yeah, I knew it Whatever. all along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I feel you. Okay. So this is maybe a, a slightly more interesting conversation. Who do you guys want for your number two quarterback? Because Greg just listed a bunch of names. That's all I thought about. Number twos. Like, I'm not bringing in Heineke to to start. I'm not bringing in Mike White to start. But all three of those guys, I, w- I, don't, I wouldn't mind as my number two. Behind Carr. Two? Let's just assume Carr is there. Yeah, assuming Carr's one, I wouldn't mind Heineke. I wouldn't mind Minshew. Um, would you like Mike Minshew? White? I would do, I'd definitely go with Minshew, number two. I think I'd go with Mike White. I wouldn't hate Mike White, but I also wouldn't be, again, happy about it. Like He's just... I like Mike White. Durability. When he has ribs. When he has ribs. Durability, my man. Durability. Yeah. Gardner Minshew's out there. He, he, his ribs are prone. I mean, that's a, t- that's a, like that's a tough like <laughs> thing to blame. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you got bad ribs, bro. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, it just is what it is. Either he's taking shots, he's holding the ball too long, he's just genetically, it's not there. I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Never heard this one before in my but, life. But, yeah. I go, I'll go with Minshew, though. Minshew's a gamer. Look what he did out in Philly. Yeah. And he's the guy, like, again, like, if it's a spot start or if it's two or three starts, whatever it is, I feel confident Gardner Minshew coming in and playing well. He, he might not win the he, game, but it's going to keep it close enough that you have a chance to win the game. Not Minshew, like some of these backup plays that we saw from this year. With Minshew is what Strebler strives to be. <laughs> a gamer. Yeah. I mean, Mike White has a report in the locker room too, which is cool. Yeah, it is All cool, right. but I do yeah, think Zach number two. On this. I think Zach Wilson's Wilson the number three for sure. Yes. Speaking of Miami, uh, I hope Lamar Jackson is Call a play on one time. Speaking of Miami, there should have been 10, 12 delay game calls. I was screaming. I lost my voice for that game. Screaming about it. <laughs> I've never is, seen anything like it. Is Tom Brady going to go be there next year? Is... I think Tom Brady. I think, honestly, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are going to Las Vegas and San Francisco interchangeably. But those teams don't have enough to trade for Aaron Rodgers. You know what I'm saying? They have to have they have to have a hundred million dollar cap to get Rodgers plus the draft picks. The the Tom Brady's the a, Tom Brady's Raiders a don't have agent. that. I don't think so. I think that's why they have to let go of Carr because of Devontae Adams and they have to pay Jacobs. Maybe they I don't, don't think pay they Jacobs. have. It. I really don't think they have. It. Yeah, I guess. I, so, I thought I thought that's why they were getting rid of so many people is because they were clearing cap. Yeah, they get rid of Carr because they didn't want to pay him thirty the forty million dollars that they have to the Super Bowl. Right, so you get rid of Carr, you you bring in you bring in Rodgers, and then you need to come up with twenty million dollars. Yeah, I, I think they're going to resign Jimmy. I think they're going to sign Jimmy G. And I think Tom Brady's going to sign for free in San Francisco and have Purdy be his backup for free, and they're going to have no money in the quarterback position, which is beautiful for them. Yeah, and I, I think Aaron, listen. Here's my issue, man. What if you get Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers becomes available? Can you trade Derek Carr? <laughs> you know, I mean, I'll actually cry. I just don't think that Aaron Rodgers is going to come here, man. For everything I've seen from him, like, I don't think he. Listen, likes... he has one more All Pro than Brett Favre. He has one more MVP than Brett Favre. Don't you think he wants to come and have a better record on the Jets than Brett Favre? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. But I just the storyline that John's creating right now. Aaron Rodgers, do you really it's want true. to beat the history of Brett Favre? You both got one Super Bowl. 
But do you want to go out like Brett Favre, or do you want more to be appearances? Better? Though does Aaron Rodgers have more appearances than Favre? That I don't know. Probably Brett Favre's got more appearances. Oh uh, no, I don't Favre think so. Favre. I think they both have one. I think they're both one and one. Um, I don't think so too. Um, oh, oh, you, oh, you're talking about Super Bowl appearances. Oh, I thought you were talking about like more appearances as in like season, like never missing. No, I think he has more all pros. I think he has played one more season, right? I think so. Yeah, I think he has like one but more like, in almost every category. Like I said, yeah, New he, York, has, he has him in every, everything. He has come to the Jets and 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 win and actually make the playoffs. He, like, no, like, what he needs Brett to do. Favre, I'm better than you at everything. This is what bro. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> needs to do if he really wants to top five. He has to come to the New York Jets, go to the Super Bowl. And, win. and it's after, after, look, he, he hates little floors. We all know it. He got, he, he's leaving, he's leaving the other one. We got rid of his brother. He's coming back. He's just, we can, we can have it coming to New York. Listen, man, the storyline I need. It's what I need in my life, but I, I agree with you guys. Let's jump. To, we've talked about the offensive side all day here. Let's just really quick jump to the defensive side. We got all pro sauce. He might change his name to D Roy Gardner. If, if he gets the, if he gets the defensive rookie of the year, he said, which would be hilarious. We got Q Will as the other all pro first team, which is amazing. I need, by the way, for future bets, I need Sauce Gardner to win this, <laughs> win this rookie of the year. <laughs> that would be nice. That'd he's going to change his name to D Roy, bro. So I'll he needs it. it too. And last but not least, Greg's favorite player in the NFL, CJ Mosley, second team all pro, which leads me to believe one thing. <laughs> It leads me to believe one thing. Greg, why do you look so happy? Because CJ, if CJ Mosley is officially the second team all pro, that means that Quincy Williams is officially the worst linebacker in the NFL by a wide march because you can't tell me CJ Mosley second team all pro. You can't tell me Quan Alexander had a phenomenal year. And then you tell me Quincy Williams is good. Meanwhile, we had the worst linebacker in the league. <laughs> like something's got to give. Something's got to give here. Yeah. I, just, I, I don't. I don't know who these people are that make these decisions. <laughs> I don't know how they get in. <laughs> I, it, they're telling me, like, I don't know. If, so for an all-pro team, there's, what, one middle linebacker per team? <laughs> so in the AFC, there's one middle linebacker better than C.J. Mosley on the first team all-pro. And then he's on the second team. So he's the second-best linebacker in the AFC. No, dude, it's the whole league. It's not AFC, NFC. There's oh, just okay. one. So there's just one. So even, <laughs> so even C.J. Just, so even crazy. So maybe there's two middle linebackers then. Well, Greg pull it so up because I, I, I who, who 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 makes these things? Who comes up with this? <laughs> he's the second, he's the third best. He's the fourth best. Everyone wants to say he's top five. He's a top five linebacker in the NFL. Do you watch the Jets games? <laughs> he can't cover anyone. You've said it. I've said it. Alex said it. John said it. We've all said it. He can't cover anyone. He's a top five linebacker. All right, that's fine. I just want to know who votes on these things, who makes these decisions. Obviously, well, it's not they, you, Greg. Obviously, well, it's not they you. look at tackles. Well, because they he's the second tackles. year. He's, 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 he's on the second team. So the first team was Mika Parsons. Good. And Matt Milano. Okay. All right, those, those are the <laughs> linebackers. <laughs> In the first team All-Pro. The second team All-Pro. <laughs> I'm nervous. All right, we have Bobby Wagner. It's pretty good. <laughs> we got your boy. <laughs> CJ. He is speechless. I love I'm it. Just looking, I'm just looking up a list of linebackers right now. So Devin White's not on the list. Devin White's, he's not a good linebacker anymore. Top DeMario, Dave, DeMario Davis is also with CJ, which is really cool. DeMario Davis, pretty good. I was going to say him. Rokon Smith, he's not He's not a linebacker anymore. He doesn't exist. Guy just got paid $110 million, got traded for 
a first round pick, second round pick. He's he, he doesn't exist anymore. No, Fred no. Warner is Fred Warner first. Is he's got to be the first team because he's on the he's the best player, one of the best players on the best defense. He has to be a first team All Pro, <laughs> not a second team All Pro. The the gymnastics of having to not justify CJ Mosley is hilarious. I love this. I just don't understand. Fred Warner. Fred Warner is not on the list. He's not an All Pro, but CJ Mosley is. The guy can't cover anyone. Apparently, you don't need to do that. No, Fred Warner, Leonard. I guess he's hurt. Oh wait, wait, year. hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, those are the oh the on the players All Pro. Fred Warner and Roquan were the were the two linebackers. Right, because the players actually play the games. They know what they're doing. They they're, they're smart and they're okay. Smart. But but in that case, Quinn Williams wasn't on there, and. Neither was Sauce. Ooh. Oh, who were the players that? Who was ahead of Sauce Gardner on the players list? Pat, well, Pat Sertain, which also made it on the other one, but Darius Slay. That's just that's just the good that's the good old boys club. That's just them taking care of their own. <laughs> Darius Slay is one of those guys. He's well respected. I love this. The I love this. This is great. Darius Slay. Love Darius Slay. Can't say anything bad about him, especially because we play him next year. Greg is going to go to the NFL office and demand a vote. Dude, Fred Warner didn't make it, but <laughs> CJ Mosley, it's, it just blow, it, it's, it's unbelievable. Even like you said, Demario Davis, DD. Double D, baby. Yeah. I miss Demario, man. Dude, there's yeah, so many ex Jets. There's so many, ex- and so many players that people told me I was so dumb for liking. Demario like Davis Humphrey, was that dude. Creed Humphrey, it, it actually hurts my brain and my heart. That Creed Humphrey, Joe Thune, who everyone told me he's not worth it. He's a freaking all pro. He's second team all pro. These, uh, what's not worth it? <laughs> I don't understand. But I'm sitting here crying over kickers. Guess who's the first team? Jason Ooh. Myers. Oh, the, the, well, that the, was one of the uh, biggest the blunders this franchise has ever had. It just happens to be the kicker position, so no one talks about it. It was the first good kicker we've had in a decade. And then we, we let, let him go. walk. Yeah. But yeah. what, what do you pay a kicker? Like three million dollars? Like pay the guy. Like what are we talking about? Well, we're gonna, we're gonna, we have a free agent. We're, we're gonna have to pick up Greg Zerline if we want him again. We got a new, we need a new punter. We need a new returner. Well, shout out to Brad Boyer though. That guy, he would stand any storm. This keeps going through regimes, baby. Uh, everyone gets fired. New head coach, new offensive coordinator, new quarterback, punter sucks, kicker sucks, doesn't matter. He must He's be there. awesome in the, the locker room. Turner sucks. Brad yeah, Boyer's yeah. still there. Death, taxes, and Boyer. <laughs> Dude, it's amazing. I love it. I need to, him, I don't know what it is, but like Westoff, he just stayed there forever. Boyer, they stayed there forever. I Football love it. Football guys. So <laughs> I love it. Football guys, just figure out a way to just get immediate respect from the new regime. Like, we gotta keep this guy around. He's awesome. That's what it's gotta be. Because to your point, I don't know what is it. I don't know if it's all organizations or just they gotta be guys. like, either, they gotta be like the teams. man. They have to be like the yeah. ultimate man. Like you go there. It's like, yo, we're going to go out for drinks. We got everything. Let's go right now. We, we're the doing owner, it. the owner tells like the GM and the new coach, like, yo, listen, do you have a special teams guy that you love? Because if you fire this guy, it's going to be a problem for you. So I'm just letting you know. Everybody loves him. Just letting you know. Like yeah. We're not firing him. It's going to be on you. Just letting you know. And they're always like, all right, whatever. You can stay. <laughs> like, I don't want to be a jerk like, right away. Exactly. And then he just stays. I will be doing a deep dive inquiry into this all pro thing for next week. <laughs> I'll have research. I'll have data. I'll have it put together and compiled. I'll get to the bottom of who actually votes for this. 
who but puts it together? My 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 the AP, the Associated Press. My, the, oh, my I will be making phone the writers. Calls. Yeah, the writers. I'll be making I'll phone, be making phone calls. calls. It's, just, it's all the writers that are on it. But last but not least, here it's a nice way to wrap up this Knicks Jets etc. podcast is Quincy Williams going to get a Chris Smith deal with Jr. Uh, being the Quinn Williams of, of the yes. Jets? <laughs> okay, I think so too. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna hop on. Yeah, that's, that's go, extend, exactly. Extend my brother and extend me immediately. Yeah, <laughs> I think exactly. that's what's gonna happen. It's exactly what's gonna happen. Oh man! And on that note, if you didn't tune in for the Knicks episode, got a little announcement to make. This is sadly my last episode. Uh, being in the fold with Nick Shets, etc. It's been a great run, and it's been awesome to watch this podcast grow. Uh, John and I started off with, uh, with Ricey and started off as a dream. And then it started off from being just a podcast on anchor to then getting a deal with fan sided and being part of minute media and now being the exclusive Knicks and Jets podcast. So it's been, it's been an awesome three years, but unfortunately life has got to take care of some things on life. So it's just, unfortunately I'm not able to do this, but it's been great getting to, to, to podcast with. You, John, as well as you, Greg, and, and coming on to the team, you've been doing, you, you've been at, you've had a lot of value, especially managing the YouTube channel. Um, it's been a lot of fun talking Jets. Obviously, it's not ending here. Uh, we'll still be talking about it offline and have, I can't wait to, to hear about the CJ Mosley debate because yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. that's, that's going to be, sheesh. I'm ready. That'll for that keep one. going. That'll it, keep going. That'll and, keep all going. The, and all the all fair stuff, but for the, for the, Jets episode of Knicks Jets, et cetera. That's going to keep rocking. Yep. We're still keep it. We're still with fan side. We're still exclusive Jets episode here. We still got the Knicks episodes rocking as well. I'm going to be writing more for the Jet Press coming up here. Greg and I, we got the draft stuff coming up. That's going to be exciting. We'll be keeping up to All date off season. Yeah. Weekly stuff. We'll still be here every week talking Jets. Uh, the format probably changed a little bit, but we'll, we'll, we'll keep this rocking here. And, uh, we'll still have guests on. I'll still be at the games. Greg will still be calling me a crazy person. We'll still be going through the whole thing here. Uh, but of course we'll miss Alex. Um, you know, you can catch him on Knicks fan TV. He'll be, he'll be around. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like we're, we're going to, we're going to keep this going. Like we talked about the YouTube page. Like we talked about our, uh, our fan side stuff. This has been our best month. So we're, we're, we're going to keep this rocking. Uh, next comment, Jets comment, ETC period on the YouTube. You know what it is. Um, we appreciate you. And yeah, yeah, to your point, John's been our best month. We appreciate all the fans tuning in. We're looking for some input. What do you guys want to see? Do you want to see maybe live videos with a Q&A? The ability to call in and ask questions. Explain to me why CJ Mosley is an all pro. <laughs> why Fred Warner is not. I, I can't wait for that. that. I'll, I'll be watching it too and tapping into that one. And I was going to say, Alex isn't going anywhere. He'll be around. We'll have some guest spots. Maybe, you know, when, when something big happens, we'll have him on. He'll be on Twitter. He'll be on Knicks Fan TV. He'll be doing his thing. So Make Alex, sure again, always support. Yeah, always support. We appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I just appreciate the opportunity. It's been a lot of fun starting with the YouTube stuff with both of you guys and then moving on to being, you know, on camera, talking with you guys here on the Jets episodes. It's been great. So the winning picks weekly stuff, John and I will obviously keep doing that. We'll be, you know, mixing in chip for the college stuff. We'll start getting to the NBA and the college basketball eventually once the season wraps up for the NFL. John, to your point, we'll be doing all the offseason stuff for the Jets here. We'll still be having guests on too. We'll rotate them in and out. And for the Knicks stuff, well, I mean, we're right in the thick of it. So 
It's going to be a lot of fun moving forward. We're going to change up a few things. We're going to try some new things because, to John's point, we just got to keep this thing growing. And that comes down to the fans, comes down to the support. So, again, like, subscribe. We see it. We appreciate it. Five stars really helps us out a ton. We're in a great position to keep this thing moving. And, you know, thank you for Alex for everything he's done, building this from absolutely nothing to where we're at now. It's been incredible to see both of you guys start this and work. So, thank you. We'll keep this rocking, baby. Yeah. yeah. It's not going anywhere. KJE still lives. I'll be around. I'll be tapping in. Still be listening oh, yeah. to the pods. They ain't going anywhere. Still on the feed. Got it. Sure, he'll be a top commenter. I'm hoping. I'm, I'm banking on it. <clears throat> Especially <laughs> on the Jets episodes. If there's any CJ Mosley talk, you know I'm going to be coming <laughs> yeah. in there. Coming in there with the heat. Uh, shout out to my guy, CJ. All right. Give him some love. Give him some love, Greg. Come on. All right. All right. All right. But for the last time. I'm going give, to give, give the, the, the outro. So thank you all for tuning for another Jets episode of the Nick Shits Etc. podcast. Appreciate all, all the listeners out there. You all know what to do. If you haven't done so already, please make sure to subscribe on all audio listening platforms. They're available. Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us that five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a review or comment. It will be read. So also that YouTube page. And before that, we're also part of Fanside Minute Media. You can find this on the Jet Press or the Daily Knicks. Now to the YouTube page. Knicks comma Jets comma ETC period. No one writes out so that shit's well. Find the page, subscribe, hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. When you watch a video, hit the like button, leave a comment, add to the conversation. Tell Greg in the comments why CJ Mosley. Let me know down below. Team. Yeah, let him, let him know. Let him know. Let him know what your thoughts and opinions are, right? Let him know. Is he a crazy person for not thinking CJ's good? Let, let him know. We want, we want, Who's going to be the next quarterback? Yeah, let us know who you think should be the next quarterback, too. And let us know why you think it should be, uh, why it should be Derek Carr. <laughs> <laughs> There's also another podcast on this channel, Winning Picks Weekly, as, as these guys talked about. John, Vita Producer Greg, and our guy and co-host, Chip Murphy. These guys go through every single sport possible. They do a great job covering it. So if you need to put money down the line, these guys got you covered. It's NFL playoffs, baby. This is the best time for betting all around. Make sure to do so responsibly. Time of the year. Yeah. So make sure to tap in and listen to these guys if you like putting money down the line. And then last and certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We are there. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another Jets episode of the Next Jets Etc. Podcast. We out. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets.